Welcome to the Unofficial Scholars Podcast with Dylan Stubblefield and David Hancock, where we discuss everything from science fiction to pop culture. We're not experts. We're not scholars. We're two guys having a casual conversation about the things that interest us. If you'd like to become an unofficial scholar, go to patreon.com slash unofficial scholars for exclusive content. Um, you know, I bought my niece a spider one year. No, you didn't. Yeah, I bought her a tarantula. All right, so, well, get out. You don't, yeah, no, we're not friends anymore. Get out of my I don't house. Ha- I don't have them anymore. I don't have them anymore. Um, so I decided that the best way to teach, she was terrified of bugs, and it was mostly my wife's fault because she, anytime my wife would see an ant, my wife doesn't like ants, okay? And anytime she would see an ant, she would freak out. Oh, my God, there's this ant. There's this ant. We got to kill it. There's this ant. And ants, by the way, at least in the United States, are one of the most, relaxed bugs Dude, I feel like chill. I don't they're have any problems I mean with yeah they're really not gonna bother you they're just in it for the grub and of course if you're in like South America in the jungle yeah okay. don't fuck with those red ants yeah no there's ants that are like a couple inches like maybe an inch big but the point is is that anytime my niece would see uh, an ant she would freak out and she would freak out bad I mean to the point where she was crying <laughs> and it was rough it was like it was, it was like an extreme reaction and it was it's stressful you don't want to be around somebody screaming and crying when it's like not an actual emergency right and so yeah I mean that was that was tough but I was like you know what here's how I'm going to teach her not to freak out about bugs so much I just feel like you could have picked a different path <laughs> uh, there was a simpler there's solution there's other insects out there dude like <laughs> you could have picked other insects um well, we were at the pet store, and I think we were actually at the pet store for my dogs. And I passed by the insect section, and I, honestly, I always thought, I don't like house spiders, man. I'm not a giant fan. It, it is what it is. But I thought, you know, I saw that tarantula in, that, in his little glass, in his little um, terrarium is yep. what I believe they're called. That is correct. And I was like, this thing looks pretty cool, man. And it wasn't that big at the time. And I, I just looked at it and I imagined all the possibilities. I was like, this thing can grow up. He can be my buddy. I can have him crawl on my arms. And I told it, I told my niece, I'm like, we're going to buy this thing. And so she was freaked out, but she was also, she turned into a scientist. You know, she was like super interested. She's like, now I'm a biologist, man. Like, I'm going to, this is cool. So let's, let's do it. So I bought a tank for it. I bought, I don't know anything about taking care of spiders. Mm-hmm. I know that they molt. Right. I believe is the terminology yeah. for that too. I almost said mulch. Mulch? <laughs> is it mulch? It's mulch. You're right. Yeah, mulch. So um, we we buy it. We take it home, get it all set up. We name him. I think I named him Lucifer or something yeah, dark. Yeah, that's a good name you for know? it. Because yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and so we had him in the terrarium. We had him for a few days. I had taken him out. We'd even let him like crawl on a paper plate. Just to test him. He wasn't super fast, but he was small, so I was excited for him to get really big. So I would go in there and water him every day and give him, I had like crickets that I would give him. And then uh, he stopped eating one day. And I didn't know why he stopped eating, so I started Googling it online. And they were like, okay, is he sitting in the corner? Has he covered himself in spider webs? And that's exactly what he did. He made a little corner that he covered with spider webs. Super unique looking. Look up a spider molting. It's really cool. And, um, he, he malted, but what they say is sometimes it's just too hard on their body, and it kills them. And it may have also had to do with the way that I was taking care of it. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I would throw, like, crickets at it, like, eat. Like, eat, bro, because he wouldn't eat. I couldn't get him to eat. I was, like, going to go in there and hold his six arms back, force feed him, <laughs> little bitch. <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, so he died. 
Yeah, that's probably the best outcome. <laughs> First of all, man, uh, I have a lot to think about here because I don't know if we can still be friends. I Here's the thing. I, lo- I think spiders have their place in this world. I think they're important. Do I want to be within nine miles of one? Not a, not a chance. I hate spiders. Uh, and I just feel like you could have picked a different bug. A snake. I Dude, I don't hate snakes. Not you afraid of snakes. See, that's... That's interesting because I feel like most people who don't like spiders don't like spiders for the same reason that they don't like snakes and vice versa. So I'm actually surprised to hear that. Yeah. Well, I don't know, dude. I grew up in the sticks, you know, like hanging out on lakes and stuff. I saw snakes all the time. Um, Snakes are scary, dude. Have you heard those stories where like big pythons will get out of their, their terrarium? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it might be the same. Uh, And then they would like, Oh, like get kill babies, their owner? yeah, or get or yeah. yeah, or children. I have heard that. Yeah, dude. Well, here's the deal. With a baby on I'm the way, I'm also not stupid enough to have a snake as a pet. No shade if you do have one, but kind of shade. Here's the deal: if you have a python as a pet, you know the risk you have put yourself in. That thing is not a dog or a cat. It doesn't love you. It knows that you feed it, and if it gets out and kills you. It <laughs> might have been your fault. You kind of, you brought this thing into your home. Yikes, bro. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's scary. It's a scary thing for me. I'm, you know, with a baby on the way, I just think about, you know, if I had a pet snake, <laughs> is it even worth the risk, man? And to me, it's not even worth the risk. But yeah, I mean, you know, if people have snakes as pets, I mean, I get it. Dope. I bought a tarantula, you know, probably for the same reason you... that you bought a snake. Well, okay, um, but that tarantula was probably also, like, defanged. Um, no, definitely not, bro. He had all the fangs. No. Oh, yeah, man. No, he it had didn't. grade A fangs, man. I, I don't know. Like, yeah, he definitely had fangs. He could bite me. No doubt about it. It did not bite you. It didn't bite me, but it could. It had the potential no to way, bite No way, dude. I don't think they sell them at, like, where'd you get it from, like, PetSmart or Pet something? PetSmart. Yeah, yeah, dude, they definitely took the fangs Look out it of up, man. Are you kidding I, me? I, I, I didn't read anything about it was defanged you... before I bought it. <laughs> it had, he had all his shots and everything. Okay, but... now I don't trust you even more as a person because you didn't even <laughs> check to see if it was defanged. What is wrong with you? Dude, I got- I got Reevaluate I his, your choices, dude. I had all his paperwork, man. He was, he was good to go. I actually did. When I bought him, I had to sign off some paperwork. It was like getting a legitimate pet. He was like, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the rules are, dude, but if you don't take care of your, <laughs> like your dog or your cat and it passes away, you're in a lot of trouble. And maybe I just have yet to, nobody's reported yeah, my tarantula You just yet. ousted yourself. The, the tarantula community is coming after you with pitchforks, man. When you said um, like uh, your pet, your snake, your pet snake isn't like a dog. Uh, for whatever reason, it made me think of... Um, like SpongeBob, I knew that's uh, the SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> pants episodes where they have those. I don't know. I feel like the snake is like their pet dog, right? So yeah. They, or it's not a snake. It's like a yeah, like a worm, or like something an ocean that, worm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're always walking and it's slithering, like you know? barking like, at people. That's and like stuff. putting a collar on your snake. But and then that transitioned into me thinking about the fact that you know how you can like supposedly you can freeze a bee in an ice cube tray. I have heard that. <laughs> like with us, and then. And I don't know how you get the string on it. I guess you you got to get this. Uh, you tie yeah, it around his abdomen or something, probably. Yeah, I don't know. Or tie it around as it melts. I don't know. Somehow you get the um, the bee a leash on the bee, and you can fly the bee around. <laughs> oh yeah, you know what? I think when you thaw him, he's just passed out. Basically, right. once the ice is all melted, and then that gives you the opportunity uh-huh. to put a, a a little bit of thread on him. Yeah. And then you could fly a bee. What an experience. I saw a video of a guy doing that with a wasp one time. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
it's I don't know. It's that's kind of cruel, man. Because like you gotta you gotta put them through some serious physical torture to get oh, through that. Know. You gotta freeze those things. I don't even care, dude. Fuck a wasp. Because, <laughs> okay, it is fuck wasps. So yeah, no man. Like, dude, seriously, because. I, um, you know, bees, I get it. They pollinate. And yeah. even then bees can be some scary motherfuckers too, yeah. dude. Like you bump into a bees, a bees hive and you're, you're toast, dude. Like you can't run from them. You jump in the water. They'll just fly above the water and yeah. just say, fuck it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a wasp, man, mud divers, boy, like yeah. <laughs> I don't fuck with mud divers. They're useless, man. I don't, I don't think they serve any purpose whatsoever and they're ruthless and they can sting multiple times. I told, yeah, I know I told you one time, but yeah. So for listeners that don't know, I got stung by a wasp once and granted I kind of had it coming because <laughs> I had a friend who had a nest up under like one of his, under his siding on the side of his house. And so we were like kind of trying to spray him with stuff to kill him. And we were trying to like get him to come out and, um, uh, probably should have just called like someone whose job that is to do but we figured we'd undertake it on our own and try to take care of it (laughs) and at one point i ran up to the siding to try to get him come out to come out and i kicked the siding and as i took off running one flew into my shoe (laughs) and stung my foot and so i like kicked my shoe off and i'm like limping away in pain trying to get away from the rest of these fuckers but uh yeah it hurt like hell and i've been stung by like honeybees too but it's always on accident you know like i accidentally like i remember i stepped on one as a kid that was like probably doing his job pollinating a flower or some shit and i just wasn't paying attention bees i don't feel like they really want to fuck with you unless you like you know scare them or kill them unintentionally so bees we're we're uh we're pro bees on the unofficial scholars podcast totally man anti-wasp well i love um i love beeswax man and and also i love (laughs) (laughs) you know why i support beeswax it was like birds bees you know that's why i assume i love bees i mean i don't use any other products but like the birds bees you know for my lips that's not bad birds bees if you want to be our first sponsor on this podcast we uh we do use your products i put i I use birds bees chapstick a couple times a day we're not being sponsored by birds bees guys but you know we like that and we like birds (laughs) bees so it's um Every time that I've been stung, and I like honey, obviously, honey's yeah. delicious. So every time I've been stung by a bee, it's been like genuinely unprovoked, I think. Yeah. I, it's 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 not like they stung me for no reason. Right. So one instance, I was like 10 years old, and I was riding, I, I lived in this apartment, and in between one apartment, uh, one apartment building and the other apartment building was a patch of grass. And yeah. I used to, it was kind of at a slope, so I used to like, ride my hill down the slope and kind of drive around in circles well i got a lot of speed on the slope and i just like when i got to the end of the slope i wrecked my bike in the grass it was pretty uneventful i wasn't going that fast yeah and i landed right on a fucking bee dude like my hand i just got unlucky landed yeah. right on the bee and he stung me right yeah. but you can't blame him because this giant right. just <laughs> fell on his house you know whatever he was doing in the dirt yeah i i feel like i remember like i don't know if this was the same case for you but my parents anytime i think i got i must have got stung a couple times because i always remember the trick was to like take a credit card and like flick it to mm. get the stinger out yeah i've heard that's the that. sad thing about when you do step on a bee though it kills it and, yeah like, that's a bummer versus like those douchebag wasps i mean just but you're not shit out of you you're not mad though because you just got stung you're probably yeah, not, true you're like you're probably not bee. sad to see that bee go you know <laughs> after he fucking stings you even though it was your fault but yeah dude. didn't you say you got stung like one flew in your shirt one time or something mm-hmm. yeah i was actually i was around a campfire 
And it was like, it was a nice night. Like it was in the middle of summer. We were at this lake. It was a campground. I was there with my family. And I was like maybe seven or eight. And I was sitting on my aunt's lap. And I think she was like scratching my back. And it's eight or nine o'clock at night. It was like a cool night. And we had a fire going and the mood was totally set. It was super relaxing. And all of a sudden, you know, I hear, you know, the campfire, you know how it crackles? Yeah. You know, like I hear this crack, it's crackling a couple times. And all of a sudden I just feel this like fire down my back, bro. And I'm like, fuck dude, like what it, like what just, like what's in my shirt? I thought a hot coal flew right. down my shirt. And so I start smacking my back and it just keeps burning and burning. Well, you know, obviously like my, my family rushes to my attention and, you know, my uncle pulls out the lantern so that he can see everything. And I take off my shirt and obviously I can't see anything. I thought I've just been burnt yeah. with a bunch of, you know, like cold. It just flew down my back. And, um, they looked at it and I mean, they looked at it, they saw immediate, it was like three wasp stings, you know, they were individual stings and they were swollen up on my back. Ugh. So a wasp at like eight, 9 PM. They're not supposed to be allowed out right. at that time. <laughs> that's past their curfew. That's man. the rules, dude. You can't. If you're a wasp, you you don't you got you're on probation, dog. Like you can't leave your little mud dauber house until you're um, until you until it's the next morning, man. <laughs> Have you seen? There's this video. Of this guy, there might be more than one. I've I've just seen this one guy who is an absolute psychopath, and he'll go up to like hornets' nests and just fucking grab it with his bare hand, and he's got these like thick ass it looks like his skin is made out of like nine inch leather like he's got these massive Ooh. burly man hands and he'll just go up to the hornet's nest grab it and squeeze it and he'll just start killing me and then he'll, he'll turn the phone and it's like oh yeah it's like <laughs> it's just squeezing it. rush. And he's just got all these like hornets just stinging his hands and he's just unfazed Ooh. and I mean, I mean that guy you know Maybe I don't think he has anything wrong with him, but like, I mean, there's something happening. You he's know? got some thick skin, at least. I don't, you know, I think there's some like fascination that we have with hurting ourselves because when <laughs> my brother, I have two older brothers, and when we were little, um, I say little, but when we were like 14, right, we were teenagers, we got a hold of our first airsoft gun. And mm -hmm. I remember one of the first things I wanted to do, well, obviously it was the first thing I wanted to do was shoot my brothers with it. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> right. <laughs> the second thing that I wanted to do is feel what it's like to get shot by yep. an airsoft gun. Because yep, I, I, I want to know the punishment that I'm dishing out, exactly. whether it be too soft or too hard. I, I at least want to gauge it so that I know when I shoot somebody with it, like how much pain am I delivering to And you? if they're being a bitch about it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I can say, hey, I just shot myself. Like, why can't we take it? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we used to shoot our shoot, shoot each other with those all the time, but I've shot myself with an aerosoft gun, you know, mm -hmm. at like 15, just to impress the ladies. You know, I was <laughs> like, hey, I was like, you want to see how fucking tough I am? Like, I'm going <laughs> to shoot me with the, here's that aerosoft gun, pull up my shirt, shoot me in my six pack, <laughs> you know, that I didn't have. I had a friend of mine that had a, it was a semi-automatic uh -huh. airsoft gun, and I remember... He was, he came out one time and I was like, you know, I was pretty young and I was scared of it and he came out and just started shooting at me and like, he was probably, I don't know, 20 yards away, but I could see them like coming at me and then all of a sudden they'd like swoop up and so, and then one would swoop left. Like they, they usually didn't stay in a straight trajectory, uh -huh. but they would, I, oh, I, yeah, I could I know see the, them coming at me. The wind would catch them. Yeah. And like, I remember one flew and hit me right in my tooth Ooh. and it, 
Dude, it did not feel good, man. Dude, it bruised your tooth, probably. It, it didn't break it, luckily. <laughs> it didn't but chip anything at all. No, but yeah, it was it was mm. pretty traumatizing. Also, I don't know what made me think of this, but on the same kind of path, uh, I remember one Fourth of July we had uh, Roman Candle War. Oh, and did yeah. you ever do those? Yeah, oh, definitely. Dude, <laughs> I think like two summers ago, I did one with my uncle. <laughs> he's like, he's sixty-two. Hey. We had a Roman Candle uh, fight. Yeah. That's awesome. It's it's way to stay young. Bro. Um, but we were at this local park in my hometown and, uh, he, we, I don't know, it was probably just maybe six or seven of us friends brought these Roman candles, were shooting each other. And then one of the older, like upperclassmen shows up with Roman candles that have the whistler. So it makes them way mm. scarier because now like you're shooting them and, and they have a the sound Doppler effect, effect going <laughs> right, by like, your ear. and like they're shooting straight at us. And so I'm like full on panic I'm like get me out of here and I'm sprinting and he's like chasing after me I hear these whistles <laughs> flying by me and shit but yeah I don't uh that's why guys die yeah because we women. do stupid shit no it's I mean it makes sense man like and it's so fun like I don't know how to explain it to the ladies I mean there's I'm sure there's ladies out there that enjoy some of this stuff but for for a lot of us guys this stuff is just just a rush. deep within us you know yeah. and my wife I know at least for my wife when I do stupid shit like that she looks at me like I'm doing something fucking stupid yeah. like that I shouldn't be doing Yeah. but she doesn't understand that like it's like I'm laughing so when I'm doing it I'm almost in tears laughing the feeling of of being hurt like of almost being hurt but it not being like life threatening <laughs> right. is hilarious but yep. like when a roman candle fireball flies by my arm and it was a close one like i'm 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 done i'm toast bro i'm dead <laughs> like i'm laughing so hard i'm like oh i almost got fucking hit with a roman candle we had that experience when we were on uh the lake of the ozarks and we were fishing out of, oh, the, out of the plastic boat that was a just a train wreck of a situation from this, this okay so yeah we we're fishing in uh -huh. a paddle boat it's a little or not a paddle boat a pedal boat like these little plastic uh -huh. boats and you can fit two people it's got pedals so we could uh fucking always water filling up at your feet yeah, it was, like, always <laughs> so you can steer it with a little like little handle in between us and then we're both pedaling we go back to this little cove super pretty day i think we do we only catch one i feel like we caught a couple yeah, I, on, I only caught one, yeah. Um, was it the one that you caught where this yeah. event went down? Yeah, I'm the one that caught it, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> you, I forget, okay, you tell it because I forget if who got stabbed first. <laughs> no, no, I mean, we're definitely blood brothers now, I'll just yeah. say that, but. I think I'm only blood brothers with you, but you don't have my blood. <laughs> I just have yours, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Correct, you're so right. <laughs> so, yeah, no, we're back there, and um you know, for reference, I don't really like fishing. Like, I'm not a big fishing guy. Um, but you had fishing poles, and you had a paddle boat, and we had a six-pack of beer. So I thought, yeah. you know, it sounded like a good Great time recipe. to me. So I didn't think I would catch anything anyway. And so we bring the beer out, and, you know, like you said, it was a really sunny day. So it was, it was super, you know, the, vi the vibe was up. Yep. You know, it was just <laughs> I was in a good mood. You were in a good mood. Every The girls were in a good mood. It was just fun. We were having a fun day. And so even more fun because we're throwing back a few beers mm -hmm. and then um you know all of a sudden i get you know i got my pole in the water and we're just chit-chatting getting sunburnt but we can't feel it because we got our buzz on <laughs> <laughs> and uh and you know i get a tug on my pole and uh i'm like you know i think i i think i think i got a fish and uh i think i looked to you for some assistance you know <laughs> i was like oh, i think i got one here you go you know <laughs> help me help me get it out of the water and uh anyway we reel it in and um that's what it was actually. So I reeled it in and then when I got it up, you know, I got, 
<laughs> I got it was a little baby catfish, right? Wasn't yep, it a catfish yep. or a bass? It was a catfish. It was a catfish, and uh, I just I didn't have a problem fishing or reeling it, reeling it in. I had a problem with getting it off the hook. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't have a whole lot of experience with that. I fished before when I was a kid with my uncle, with my brave, uh, brave <laughs> uncle that likes to go to Canada and stay in the <laughs> log cabins, and um, and so you helped me, and in. I think in getting it out, you were kind of helping me get it out and then it jerked. Yeah. And then I think I just kind of panicked and like threw my <laughs> hands away and then it <laughs> hooked into my leg. <laughs> <laughs> and because it hooked into my leg, and again, this goes back to it wasn't a life-threatening injury. And it was just, it was just a flesh wound. <laughs> I'm fucking dying, dude. I start laughing. Like I can't. And <laughs> with the a hook mo- in your dude, leg. With a hook in my leg and a fish flopping around in yeah. the hook. And the more I laugh, <laughs> the harder the fish flops around in my leg, the more Dylan can't help get the hook out of my leg because I'm laughing and moving. And oh my God. Yeah. I'm just crying at that like inherent danger. But yeah, you then got the hook out of my leg. Thank you, by the way. And um, and then the fish was, you know, like still for a minute, but then <laughs> it just jerked as hard as it could, you know, out of nowhere. And then it flew up and then it landed on Dylan's lap and got <laughs> Dylan's leg and completely hooked his quad. That thing was, it was feisty, bro. And, and it transferred blood. I, I remember like getting it out and then it coming over to me and then I got stuck and I'm like, ah! <laughs> and then <laughs> now we're, uh, we're, and I, I need to give you my blood. How are we going to do that? Uh, dude. We got to go fishing. <laughs> yeah, we got to go fishing again for sure. On the paddle boat, Lake of the Ozarks with a couple of beers. <laughs> um, I'll tell you though, uh, Dylan, like you don't, Dylan doesn't react. Like he doesn't laugh when he gets hurt. Like if I'm getting hurt, most of the time I laugh. Dylan does not like getting hurt at all. And so nah. when the, fi- the fish hook got in his leg, he immediately started crying. No, that I'm is just not true. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> he's lying. He's lying. I, I've never cried ever, yeah. first of all. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, you weren't. I remember you not being happy about it. You were like, ah, motherfucker, you yeah, know, like was... looking at your leg. And Well, and I remember one time when I was, uh, I was probably 16, 17. I was, cause I fished a lot growing up. So I'm from small town, rural, Farber, Vandalia, Missouri is where I grew up. And there's not a lot to do besides outdoorsy things. So I did a lot of hiking, a lot of dirt bikes, four wheelers, fishing, hunting, all that. And I remember, so yeah, I mean, I was fishing three or four times a week, most weeks. And I was fishing one day and I was catching a bunch, having a good day. And I get one, and I was using this jointed lure, so it's it's got it kind of moves like an actual fish, and it's got two sets of treble hooks on it, which, if you don't know, is a hook that has three points. Right. And it's got two of those. And so I caught a fish, brought it in the boat. I'm working on getting the hook out, and then it shakes, and it sent the hook in through my finger, and it came out by my nail. So it went not. I mean, I'm. When I tell the story, it sounds a lot worse. It, it did go in my finger and came out probably about, I'd say, less than a quarter inch, but still through my Jeez finger, Louise, out by man. my nail, and I instantly I'm, I'm in horrible pain. Like, and and it's still connected. So the other treble hook is still in the fish's mouth. So it starts shaking and digging this hook mm. deeper in my finger. Oh man! And graphic so, warning here yeah i mean it was yeah. it was real bad and so it's shaking it's it's slinging my finger around with this hook in my finger and it's 
uh, finally, luckily, the lure broke in half because it's shaking. And so now I have this broken lure with the hook still in my finger in, <laughs> in oh one hand. And then this fish is flopping around with a fucking other half of the lure in its mouth. So luckily the guy I'm with, Mike Ray, he gets uh, takes the other half of the lure gets the fish out of there and then I'm like we, holding onto my finger as we speak <laughs> because it's just like I'm protecting my fingertip you know it's like ooh and so yeah now I, now I'm you know the fish is gone it's thrown back and now I have to get this hook out of my finger and luckily I guess like with the fish shaking and jerking it it kind of like you know made the hole decent enough to where I could because if you don't know a hook has a barb oh, so no. it you know a lot of times that's why it's hard to get out of a fish's mouth is because that barb is designed where it can't get back out yeah and luckily i guess it had kind of wiggled enough to where i had enough room where the the hook just kind of slid out and uh that yes. that ruined my day that was <laughs> that no, was the end of that day that's a trip ruiner man and and for me it's like <clears throat> i don't I don't laugh at an injury like that, you know, something like that. I mean, it's just so, it's so cringeworthy, you know, just listening to the story, it hurts my fingers. And <laughs> for me, it's like, you know, a flesh wound, the the hook got into my leg, but like it got into the quad, man. That's like, I got a whole leg there, you know, there's plenty of surface area, but <laughs> yeah. something like close that like, you know, underneath your eyelid or something, you oh. know, some, just some spot where it's just super sensitive, the yeah. tips of your fingers, you know. That's why um, I always cringe to, you know, people that have to check their blood glucose levels yeah. with diabetes. Yeah. It's, you have to prick your finger yeah. on the fingertip and it's like, God, man, you wish you could prick like somewhere else, but um, like just prick my ass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Prick, prick something meaty like it my bleeds, ass. It bleeds, I'm sure, man. I don't, I don't know. But I did do that once Give me for, a bigger uh, needle if you have to. I think it was a physiology lab that I was in. Mm -hmm in college and i think i ended up having to have someone else do the thing because mm -hmm. basically it's a thing you st if you stick it on your finger and then there's a button and you click it and it punch basically yeah. punctures your finger yeah and i couldn't get myself to hit the button like i, I couldn't do it it's called so, a lancet yep i believe yep and so i basically had to have one of my classmates do it for me because i i could not get myself to push the button and it, I, at the end of the day it it, it kind of stings but it's not that bad yeah, it's and not i was just kind of being a bitch no, it's but, a con it's the conflict of interest. It's because you know you're about it's to inflict. Well, your brain it's just naturally built that way, right? Yeah. It's like, no, I'm not going to do anything to jeopardize my well-being. Right. And so because you know that, and I think if you think hard about it, and you're like this is for my best interest, yeah. then you kind of overcome that conflict of interest. Yeah. But for the most part, that primal instinct in your brain is like, no dumbass, like don't <laughs> don't <laughs> lance at your finger, don't right. don't stab me for no reason. I feel like they should have picked a different word too because that word sound like lancet. I I know. Sounds like it's gonna stab the shit out of my fucking finger. I know. They could have picked like you know, wheely dealy pokey boy the or something. The you know, stabby. <laughs> no, it'd, it'd be worse, man. Yeah, something cute, you know, <laughs> to make it seem relaxed. Well, that's what they, you know, a lot of those, a lot of these medical, I don't know. You look at hospitals and you look at rooms where you have to get MRIs or CTs. Hospitals, I think, are starting to do a better job of designing their layout to where it's more comfortable to be there. Right. Mm -hmm. So instead of going into this MRI room where everything's white and it looks like you're in this alien laboratory <laughs> and, you know, imagine being like a 10 year old having to get a, an MRI or a CT, yeah. it'd be, it'd, it'd be creepy. You know, you feel like you're in scary hands. You don't <laughs> feel like you're in good hands. So right. they started to, you know, put windows in 
I, I don't think they could put a window or anything like that in like a CT room, but in doctor's offices, more windows, more color on the walls, yeah. um, more decorations that make you feel like you're at your house. But, you know, what if it does the opposite effect where it's like coming to the doctor's office? You start to feel like two at home. So when you get home, you feel like you're at the doctor's <laughs> office. <laughs> it does, yeah, the opposite effect. Now you're traumatized to go home. There's too many windows in my house. <laughs> I need to start painting my walls white. <laughs> too many windows, too many plants, too many, too many bright colors. You know, to the point of kind of inflicting pain, one mm-hmm. which I think you and I can both speak to this, getting tattoos, um, I wasn't sure what it was going to feel like going into it. And I watched videos of, you know, people talk about what it's going to feel like. Cause I was, you know, give some, give some reference though, because what people got to understand is that Dylan is like this, his body's a temple. I mean, he's, he's in really good physical shape. Um, and no tattoos, no marks, probably like a couple scars. And even that he probably treated to where they don't look like they exist, but he's like, (laughs) he want he's this perfect physical specimen, you know, he's like the statue of David. And so he's like, (laughs) statue of you. He's never, yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Even better. Um, and so he's never, he's never gotten a tattoo or anything like that. So this was like his first time going in really. Well, yeah, I, I had a lot of people like you know, recommend maybe start smaller, but instead I started with a half sleeve. Go big, baby. Right. I just went full balls to the wall. Um, and I, you know, going into it, I was definitely nervous about the pain, but it was something, you know, I always wanted a tattoo. And so I was like, it'll be worth it. And He's so like, I, was, I think about the guy like squeezing the bees. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. That was my motivation. Be as strong as that guy. Uh, and so I, I, you know, heard videos of people talk about how it feels like, you know, a hot needle or a cat scratch or something like that. And I remember even one time I had my cat sit in my lap and then I had her like, I was kind of playing with her feet so she'd dig mm-hmm. her claws in me a little bit you just think, so I could feel that pain. <laughs> 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 and I, I'm going into it, I was like, you know, this probably isn't gonna be that bad. It didn't feel like any of those things. It, I, it's, I, it, I can't really compare it to anything. It was its own kind of feeling, sensation and Anybody that says getting a tattoo doesn't hurt is full of shit. Like it does. Can I, can I give you my take on it and tell me if you agree with this? Okay. Okay. So this is how I personally would describe getting a tattoo, especially when you're in the chair for a long time. So if you have like a a session that's multiple hours, so getting a tattoo at first, it just, it's like, it stings. Right. But as you get into the tattoo, it feels like you have a bad sunburn Mm -hmm. and somebody's just rubbing the shit out of your sunburn and it's just hot. And the only thing that really alleviates it for me is they have witch hazel that they usually set beside, you know, they have that they spray on a paper towel and they'll wipe your tattoo kind of as they go. And the witch hazel is usually cold. And so they put that on and to wipe my tattoo and that feels better, but then they continue going. And, um, some tattoo artists will put a lot of witch hazel on it, and so it'll be, you know, they'll cool it off frequently. And then some tattoo artists just grind through, and so it just gets really hot, and it feels somebody's yeah. like rubbing my sunburn. What do you would you would you agree with that, or do you have a different? It's still a different feeling. For well, you? yes, it's definitely a sunburn, and then somebody scratching that sunburn yeah. is a good way to put it. I don't think mine used anything because, <laughs> <I mean, laughs> no, granted, he did a great job, super professional great guy just all around like great experience you didn't get the epidural then i no. <laughs> i don't think i got the witch hazel treatment though because uh, there wasn't any moment where i felt like any cooling was going on did you get the happy ending with that guy or did... <laughs> that was uh next door that's just my guy then. <laughs> <laughs> but i uh yeah it just like as soon as he started i you know i was kind of like 
I didn't wince or anything, but I was just kind of feeling it. And I was like, yeah, this is going to suck. You know, and I feel like also I started on my, for to put it in perspective here, I started on my forearm, which I've heard, you know, is one of the, is more painful than say like your bicep or your delt, which is pretty thick and meaty and doesn't hurt as much. Yeah. So I did start with I a slightly with more painful area. Yeah. The inside of the forearm, especially is yeah. really tender. So the, honestly, the worst part, a lot of people talked about the ditch in your elbow is like one of the most right. painful parts. For me, it was as I was approaching the ditch. It wasn't necessarily when he was in it, uh-huh. but as he got close to it, it started getting real sensitive. And then also for some reason back on the like back side of my forearm, kind of on the uh, up, up close side, to the elbow. Well, just kind of this whole yeah like, that bone yeah that yeah that that's did not feel great too. either. I didn't like that either. Yeah, a lot of people I think constitute that as kind of just that elbow area where your bone is, yeah. like that forearm bone. Um, let me ask you, just knowing your personality, was there a moment when you sat down in the chair and he started tattooing, never having experienced the tattoo until you know, obviously your late twenties? Was there a moment where you were like? I think I'm just going to fucking call it quits. Like, nah. I, I'm not into it. This doesn't <laughs> feel good. I'm going to get up out of the chair and I'm going to walk out. No, but I was definitely worried, not so much because I felt bad, but just I had heard horror stories of people who, like, pass out or puke or whatever, and I was like, what if I do no. that, you know? No way, Which, man. Well, I didn't are know. You, who, are you, who are you talking to for your tattoo? I've just experience. heard, like, nightmare stories from watching YouTube videos on it and stuff before oh, I went into it. And I, was, I wasn't worried that I was going to, but I was, you know, just – like getting on WebMD, dude. <laughs> right, I was self-diagnosing that I was gonna be a bitch, but I I took like some snacks with me. I had like little Snickers bars and stuff to keep uh-huh. my blood sugar up and everything. So I knew I wasn't gonna pass out. <laughs> I had some Gatorade. You packed, you packed a like a bag. I did literally packed a lunchbox. Um, didn't need it. I ate a few fucking Snickers bars and couple drank f- some Gatorade. Couple fruit snack packs. <laughs> but I made it through. I sat through. He took. It was four hours. Um, I think I probably took. Th- two or three 15 minute breaks and uh now i have a beautiful work of art with two sharks and some fish yeah man it it actually looks really good and it looks better than the majority of my tattoos i probably have and i have okay so he had for for reference dylan has his forearm tattooed and i have two full sleeve tattoos that go all the way up my arms and that's just because i'm that's just because i'm tough like that i can sit through all the tattoos and uh (laughs) so uh, my forearm on my right arm, I think I have a pretty decent tattoo. And that was probably the last tattoo I got. And it's a, basically you have like a tobacco field and you have a UFO flying above that. And you have, um, you know, some pyramids and things on the back and it looks sweet. And the guy did a good job, but the rest of my tattoos are garbo, dude. Like the, the <laughs> people that I allowed to tattoo me, man, it was just like, but they tell us, they sing a story, man. My tattoos sing a story. <laughs> well, I feel like. Your yeah, your forearms are pretty impressive. Like the, those look really good. The ones I feel like the ones up top, like the the duck and the skull head car thing. Oh, it's pretty abstract. Man, come on, man, you don't gotta share that. So, <laughs> so that was I actually when I got okay. So I got my first tattoo when I was like sixteen, and I got my mom to sign a waiver on it, right? So that and then it had to be. Uh, it had to be they they we needed a notary right okay oh, really? it had to be notarized huh and so yeah it was like really official if you wanted to be 16 and get a tattoo you have to have your parents written you know signature and you have to get it notarized wow. at least that was the the rule in the state you know of Missouri where i got the tattoo at the time huh. and uh the guy that i got the tattoo from looked just like captain jack black jack sparrow <laughs> captain jack sparrow black jack sparrow i don't know where i'm fucking going with that um, 
And uh, I mean, just like a replica, man. He was like, it looked like he should have gotten a job at Disneyland to be <laughs> the replica. And he even, he behaved like it. He looked like it. He kind of talked like it. Was he on meth? <laughs> no, he's just a regular tattoo artist, man. Um, and, and so I thought, obviously at 16, I thought this guy was super cool because you got to think at that time, this was like, um, you know, 12 years ago or something like that. It was like, you know, 2010, but Pirates of the Caribbean was super popular too. Right. And so I thought he was the coolest tattoo artist and he gave me a tattoo. He let me look through his book and he said, all right, dude, I'll give you a a tattoo for 65 bucks if you pick something from this book. Because we didn't have a lot of money. You know, we really didn't. You know, my mom didn't have a ton of money. I was really going in there. I think I was probably spending my own money that I had saved up. And 65 bucks was a lot of money. At least it seemed like that for a tattoo back in the day. And uh, so I picked something for my left arm, my upper bicep, and it was a, a vo- like a voodoo doll is what it looks like, like mm-hmm. a, a sitting voodoo doll. Um, and I thought it was pretty sweet at the time. Obviously, I didn't have any, you know, I had some tattoos, but they were like homemade tattoos. <laughs> and so this tattoo was like just super fresh. It was going to be done by an artist. I thought it was super cool. So anyway, uh, he did the tattoo. I loved it, you know, a couple of years back. Uh, a couple of years later, I was like 18 or 19. Um, and I was like, hey, man, you remember me? And he didn't remember me. <laughs> I was like, I had to show him the tattoo, you know? And then he's like, oh, yeah, 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 I remember you. You're the guy that I tattooed the, the voodoo doll on. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I lift up my sleeve and I'm like, listen, I got this other bicep right here, dude. Like, if you, <laughs> if you want to tattoo this, man, I got some fresh canvas for you. And uh, I was like, how about that, you know, that $65 going rate that you gave me, you know, two years ago. And at this time, like, I wasn't a 16-year-old kid that had to get a uh, waiver, notari- you know, notarized by my mother. At this time, now I'm, like, 20 and I have, like, a, you know, I said 18, 19. I might have been, like, 20 with, like, a like a goatee that's, like, barely grown in, you know, just, like, <laughs> scraggly hair on my chin and lips. And I'm like, hey, man, how about that going rate? <laughs> you know, $65. And he... uh he didn't go for it. Mm. He was like, you know, and there was no, it was no surprise. He didn't go for it. I felt a little awkward because I thought, you know, I got one tattoo by the guy and I was like, we're best friends, you know. <laughs> and so he said, if you pick something from my book, I'll give this to you. I'll, I'll tattoo it for you in black and white with $95. And if you want color, I'll give it to you for like 130 which was still not bad for the size of the tattoo. And so I scrolled through his book and he's like, yeah, man, look at these. I, I really like this. I'm doing this collection where I got ducks riding skulls, ducks and skull collection. <laughs> I've never heard this story. This is interesting. And I was like, okay. I was like, these look really cool. I love it. It's so abstract. It's funny. You know what a 19, 20 year old would think, you know, especially if he's like a stoner. And I was like, these are, these are super good. And I was like, I'll take this. There was a duck riding a skull. Um, like he's essentially, he's sitting there, he has goggles on and like that you would have for, uh, you know, who were the, um, the first plane was invented by the Wright brothers. Right. So they wore goggles on their planes because they didn't have a windshield. Mm -hmm. And so this duck is wearing something similar, aviator goggles, and he's driving the skull. And I was like, super cool, dude, this is badass. Give him a gold tooth, you know? And I was, he, he tattooed it on me. He put a gold tooth on it, man, the whole nine yards. I, t- I went, I remember going home too, showing my friends, thinking it was super sweet. And now I don't like, as a, as a grown man, I don't even like to take off my shirt for people to see that one. I'm like, this is so stupid, dude. Who would tattoo this on their body? So 
<clears throat> are you ever going to consider covering it up or are you just living with it? Um, I don't know. I think it'd probably be hard to cover up at this point. But, yeah, I mean, right now I'm just living with it and just blend it in. Because a lot of times what you see is when you do have a full sleeve tattoo, like when you finally turn all these junky-ass tattoos that you got in the past into a full sleeve tattoo, um, people don't really notice what's in the sleeve. Right. You just see the sleeve. And that was a point that an art, like a tattoo artist made to me, you know, years ago. Um, when I wanted to get a sleeve, he's like, fuck it, dude, don't worry about, you know, people that did shitty work on it, you know, they're just going to see a sleeve. Right. And he brings up a good point. Like, how often do you really, like, walk up, like, you see somebody in the store and you see their sleeve and you walk up and you grab their arm and you're like, oh, dude, I like this. <laughs> you know, how you have detail. that fucking triangle with the the eye in the middle, you know? Yeah. And you don't do that. That's a good point. Yeah, mine's definitely like, you know, I, I, I think I want to finish it someday, but I also, like... Don't know that I'm gonna drop another grand right now. I'm kind of saving up for another guitar, and I have a newborn, so well, priorities I, have shifted a little bit. Well, also it's gonna hide some of that muscle tone you probably don't right. lose. So True. That's probably why you went with the forearm instead of the bicep. But. <laughs>